This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. Today is June 30th. It is Wednesday night. We are live on Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, just about every platform we can be. It is episode 24. You can see, as I just mentioned, we're on Twitch, YouTube. Find us on there. You can also find recorded versions of every podcast over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to check us out on social media. We are at gtdsports.com on TikTok and at GTD underscore sports on just about everything else. You can follow our personal accounts. I'm over at Ryan Bunnell 8 and Elijah is at Elijah Spans. And last but not least, make sure to subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter on our website. It's down there at the bottom of the page. It gives you email notifications on all of our podcast blogs, all that kind of good stuff. <sighs> That's always exhausting to get through the promos at the beginning, but you know, oh, gotta that. do it. Yeah, Imagine when we start it. getting ad reads. Yeah, man. Hey, one day it'll be advertisements. One day it'll be sponsorships. But uh, for now, it's just plugging our own shit. Yep. How we feeling? Oh, uh, man. I went to Austin this weekend. It was fun. Uh, yeah, but... I saw that. I, I was about to ask you about that, actually. What did yeah. you do? Um, I toured some apartments, hung out with my cousin, and then went out with my friend who lives there now. And then I got – I haven't drank in like a month because I've been home. And my mom doesn't drink. And the only one else – as my 16 year old little brother he wouldn't get he would never get drunk with me so i just haven't drank it and like i know (laughs) go ahead ahead, sorry (laughs) but um uh so i haven't drank like a month and then austin brings the best out of you or the worst depending on how you look at it and i went hard but i'm drinking like you know three weeks to four weeks so it fucking it swung back and um (laughs) i got fucked up and i fucking pissed myself on the couch so that was fun. dead ass dead ass dude it hasn't happened in a long time <laughs> I, I haven't done that since like sophomore year maybe junior year but like were you just blacked out and it happened i just blacked what? out and i pissed i pissed i pissed <laughs> on this couch yeah that's so funny did you go to sixth street um, i assume yeah yeah dude sixth street is wild i've only been there a couple times but like uh the one time i was there or one of the two times I was there, there was a homeless guy bathing in like a children's bubble bath in the street. Oh and yeah, he was like, yeah, he was offering everybody to blow bubbles and shit like that. It was very interesting. I one was time intrigued. My, one time, my friend like was walking backwards and like, kind of like direct, like I don't know, like air trapping us, trafficking us to go to a certain way, and he's walking backwards and he fell and like tripped over this homeless person, but like. His back, the back of his knee, like hit her in the head, and it was like, and oh. he like fell, and it was just really embarrassing for everyone involved. And but I don't know, that's that's Sixth Street for you. But yeah, it 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 won that oh, night for sure. Like a lawless zone, yeah. <laughs> Sixth Street won. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, dude, that makes me want to go out. Yeah, I, I haven't had a night out like, let alone it's been even since whenever school was in session. I, I hadn't been out in probably a couple months. Yeah, I mean, oh man, I don't know. I, I tell you though, when I woke up, fucking still hammered, as piss hammered, covered in myself. You know, I was just like, uh, 
I'm too old for this. Like I, I was like, I'm 23 goddamn years old. And That's, I had to, yeah, and I'm them like 90 bucks to get like the shampoo, th- like couch cleaner thing. Oh, so no way. Yeah. Well, cause I fucking, it was a nice couch. It wasn't like his college house. Yeah. You know, it's where I can just be like, ah, I just fucking spray some Febreze on it. Like this is like, he's, you know, settled he works in an apartment i mean he works at a hospital has a really nice apartment so i wasn't about to just leave his couch piss stained <laughs> no yeah that's fair enough I get that. no that's the thing that you said like you know you felt too old for this bull it's kind of funny to me how you know once you turn 21 it seems like a lot of people don't even want to drink as much anymore or like they just don't want to party as much anymore some of the fun gets taken out and yeah. especially like for me, bro, I've been doing this shit since like I was like 15, like since freshman year, definitely since Ooh. sophomore year. I mean, just I'm saying, just kidding. Like, I'm just kidding. You know, just like definitely since sophomore year. So like I've been doing this for like seven years, partying and shit. You know what I mean? No, nah, so, yeah, I mean, I'm same boat. Yeah, like I had an older brother, so like I was introduced to yeah. shit sooner. So like I get it. Did you have any older siblings, or were you just nah, I was just swayed me, by but public I- school? Yes, public school. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I, well, I my best friend had an older brother. Okay, and he was like the cool crowd, so that's how I started being able to get invited to parties because I was friends with him, and so yeah, fair enough. And then now, because I was talking about this to a friend, another kid who's younger, but he was like, he's been doing that shit since like freshman sophomore years. Like, bro, I'm getting fucking older now. I'm like, dude, just wait till you're a senior. Like, it's so much different, especially too. Like, if you come in. Like not partying in high school and you start partying in college, like your senior year, you're like, gotta live it up as best I can, you know, while I can. But like if you've been doing this shit for a while when you hit your senior year, you're like, motherfucker, when can I start paying my own bills? You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's yeah. kinda so I've kind of come to the conclusion, like there's some nights I find myself I want to want to go out, if that makes sense. Yes. Like I like I really don't want to go to the bar, but like I want to go have fun and like do something. So, I don't know. It's a weird feeling. It's a weird, like, cousin of FOMO almost. Exactly, yeah. But, like, I'm also super comfortable with just chilling in my house. Not doing anything and yeah. watching yeah, watching whatever's on that night. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. It, it is, like, a weird line. I don't know how to describe it, but, yeah, that's been happening lately. I also kind of have just discovered, I think maybe I'm just the type. I'm more the type to, like, go to a, a true bar and kind of sit, sit at a booth and have a beer while talking to friends rather than, like, go to the club that's that's age too yeah that's true yeah like now i think that's what people start doing when they're legally 21 that's like kind of the move it's like okay and then every once in a while i mean clubs are fun for a reason yeah exactly but like oh yeah and true also like once you have a girlfriend too going going to like the clubs and stuff is just pointless you know uh, yeah i can imagine yeah i mean i never had a girlfriend in college but like yeah it's like it's like half the reason to go is to get laid yeah that's why everyone that's why people everyone goes but no. exactly i actually did that I, like i went up to some girl and then she was like i i don't know if it's because it's austin or like because my friend my best friend that lives in austin out he's gay and so his roommate's gay so there was like i was with like four different gay dudes my entourage i guess and like <laughs> when i go up to her the first thing she goes is are you gay and i was like what no like i'm coming up to talk to you you know like <laughs> you know and then she was like Ugh, and like got offended that like i tried hitting on her at a bar it's and like the first like, thing she said to you was are you gay yeah i don't know it's austin man it's i mean 
Austin is very gay. Well, there's a, a big gay population in Austin. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Most of my friends when I move there, I imagine will be gay because my best friend is, I grew up with him. He's gay. So fair enough. Are you going to be living with him in Austin? No, absolutely not. Okay. I would not live with him. He is way too high maintenance. Oh, (laughs) that's not where I thought that was going at first. I was about to say, uh, Oh no, 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 no. I know. No, I know. I know. I've been like best friends with this kid since we were 14. Yeah. So that was just funny. The, the choice of wording, but no. All right. Anyway, flipping it on another gear. Um, what have you uh what have you been watching this week? Have you watched any like Euros? Did you watch the College World Series at all or anything? Dude, I haven't been able to get into too much. Mostly just college basketball. I mean not college, playoff basketball. Yeah. Because um I've been working from like, you know, till five PM every day and then I get home, I'm tired, and then I'm like, oh shit, playoffs is on, and that's about it. But I've been keeping been up nice with all the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been a bad fan in the sense that like you know, considering this is like playoff time, there's NBA playoffs, there's NHL Stanley Cup finals is literally on right now. Uh, you know, the MLB is at its peak. You know, everybody's dick riding Shohei and Vladdy, which is, I mean, it's awesome to watch. They're they're killing it. Oh, but it's like, I feel like, level. dude, I know. He had two home runs last night. Again, he's, he's killing it. But today uh, he gave up like four runs in the first inning against the Yanks. So not doing too hot pitching. I mean, it's bound to happen every now and then. Yeah, uh, but just in general, like I feel like this is like a super hot time in sports, and I'm just being like a shit fan. Like I feel like I need to be watching more. It's also like not though at the same time. It's like the wind down. It's it's weird because like regular season baseball has its highs and lows. Regular season baseball, like you can really only watch it if it's your own team. That's the thing about baseball is like. You're not really going to catch me watching two teams that aren't the Rangers play a game of baseball unless it's like, unless I just so happen to put it on. Like, I'm not going to seek out, unless like maybe if it's like an all time pitching duel, like DeGrom versus like uh, Bauer or something. Like, I'm yeah, I, that kind of game. And same with like Padres, Dodgers. Like, if it's a big matchup, I'll, I'll yeah, try and watch yeah. that. Other than that, though, like, it's there's 162 regular season games a year. If it's not my team, I'm probably not going to watch it. So, like, you kind of get a pass for not watching a whole lot of baseball unless you're just a baseball fanatic and your whole job is to watch baseball. The, the baseball fanatics are a different breed, bro. They're a different breed. I truly um, don't understand how they can keep up with everything they do, but props to them. And then, like, I guess the UEFA is going on right now, and if you've been watching some games in that. I haven't. The Euro? Much. Yeah. Is it called the UEFA or the Euro? UEFA is the uh, organization that commissions it. Oh, so okay. it's the UEFA Euro Cup. Like same thing as yeah, like the cha- Champions League is the UEFA Champions League. Bro, when I like try I tried looking up one, a score one time for it and I f- didn't realize that they're still calling it 2020 mm-hmm. and it really fucked with me cuz I was like well this already like how is this live? It's 2020. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, whenever I was like first like starting to tweet like live tweet a couple games, I tweeted like hashtag #euro2021 and I was like why is there nothing about this? And then I looked and I'm like, oh shit, it's still 2020, which I mean, I guess makes sense, you know, because it was supposed to happen last year. COVID, but, yeah, I guess. Dude, shit's the first round was pretty insane though. Like France, the powerhouse France is gone. They're out of the of the first round. Yeah, yeah. Plus, dude, Switzerland, right? Yeah, they lost to Switzerland, and it was penalty kicks and Kylian Mbappe. Like, 
their best player, the future Messi, future Ronaldo, missed like the final penalty to lose the game. It was it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. So France is supposed to be like a wagon. Who else do they have? Because I know Mbappe is like. Dude, really they have good. Mbappe, they have Griezmann, they have Paul Pogba, Ngolo oh, Conte. Yeah, Pogba, Conte, who's like widely, Conte is widely regarded right now as like the best midfielder in the world. He plays mm. for Chelsea. Uh, they have Varane in the back, um, Pavard. Dude, they have so many people. Uh, Hugo Lori in goal. Like they're, they're truly stacked. Like they're, they're a dynasty right now. This is like golden era of French football. They're they're cold, but then also uh, another kind of shock was uh, Netherlands, bro. Netherlands lost to Czech Republic, two to zero. Yeah, I don't think you don't need to know much about soccer. Decent, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Czech Republic is a pretty small country. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't have much of a history with soccer. I don't think. Yeah, they're not they're not phenomenal. I can I can say that. I can tell you that. Who do the Netherlands have that are really good? Netherlands, they right now Memphis Depay has been playing really well. Um, they have like in the back uh, Mateus De Litt, who's like the youngster he plays for Juventus, and then uh, when their captain is Wijnaldum, the midfielder for Liverpool. Okay. So no, Le- Netherlands really doesn't have any like like a wow factor name right now. Not a star power. Yeah, not like truly a star, but they just have like collectively. Well, Some good players, guys. yeah, solid guys. Like they, yeah. they should be playing way better than than they are. Netherlands really hasn't done much in the past like decade, even. But England, though, England, though, they're looking good. Yeah, yeah, England's looking hell good. yeah. No, that hashtag though, England Germany, that was really sus. Oh my god, bro, you're dude. I saw e- it. Inger, yeah, yeah, e, capital E and G G. ER, like I saw that somebody liked it because you tweeted it, and I almost texted you like, "Why the fuck did you tweet that?" And then I like looked, I was like, "Oh, it's fucking the Euro." And then yeah, and then I checked Twitter later that day, and I saw that that was like number two on trending, not for just yeah. sports either. And I was like, "Oh, well, then he's okay." Yeah, but that's the only reason. For I did a second, this, I, was I was like, "Bro, what is on our Twitter?" They definitely should have arranged it like Germany first, so it would have been juring instead, but. I, I thought the yeah. same thing. I was it's like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I was that was weird too. But I don't know. Uh, England next round they play Ukraine, so England has like a golden path to the semifinal. So the, I wouldn't be surprised if it would be Belgium against England in the final, which would be sick. I would love to see that. I I put I put money on England. I'd want it for England, I guess. Because that I mean, what. Haven't they had a lot of like um, like woes in international soccer for like, yeah. most of our lifetime? Yeah, like all of our lifetime almost. They, yeah. They've been kind of – right now, this is definitely the best team that they've had in like the past probably decade or so. Uh, yeah. And a lot of English fans are kind of saying uh, the statement is it's coming home because, yeah, you know, that. yeah, soccer was like born in England. So every time like they win a major trophy – football is coming home kind of thing uh, so everybody's hype they think like this is the year uh so everybody seems to be pretty high on on england right now who are their main guys because i don't remember i don't know any the, all the english players that i know are like wayne rooney and like frank lampard they got harry kane uh raheem oh, yeah. yeah harry kane's pretty big raheem sterling 
He's a big one. Harry Maguire in the back. Uh, John Stones. Um, Pickford is in goal for them. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There, there's there's a bunch of, of good players for them. There's Henderson. There's... Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's like half the starting lineup right there. But USA 2022. Hey, USA, bro. USA soccer's on the come up. They're they're finally doing what they need to do, what they've needed to be doing this whole time. Like our youth system in America for soccer is absolutely terrible. Like the academy system for training kids, like from even like age eight and under all the way up through high school. That's what we need to be doing. That's what teams in Europe have. They have literally specified academies. The MLS started like focusing on it recently. Like even the team I'm wearing right now, FC Dallas, they started an academy with Bayern Munich, the German team. Oh. And so now they're like developing their players together kind of. And it's a really good idea because now you see like America has stopped start. Like they've stopped playing with their 40-year-old men. You know what I mean? Like Clint Dempsey, Josie Altidore. Do you remember that era? Yeah. Yeah, so like we've stopped playing with a bunch of 40 year olds and we're finally playing like youngsters that are less experienced but have way more potential, like 18 year olds to 20 year olds. And it's like it's paying off tremendously. They are yeah. playing so well. No, yeah. So hopefully, maybe that'll make MLS better too. I yeah, tried. I hope. Yeah, so I was talking to my cousin that the one bet that I placed this past week was on Austin FC because in the new one, but then the set, the literally last week while we were. I was talking about how I couldn't get in because the whole zero zero game. Put it on, put twenty bucks on Austin FC. Sure enough, zero zero. Damn, so that's not a good way to start off the fandom. That is because I don't, I don't give a shit about FC Dallas to be honest. Like, no, I mean, I really, teams. I really don't either. I, uh, I have, I consider myself when it comes to MLS an Atlanta United fan. I guess you can't really see it, but like right, right above that, I have an Atlanta scarf. Um, mm-hmm. Just because my brother lives in Atlanta. And they're um they're one of the new what's the word expansion for? expansion teams yeah yeah and so I went to their first ever game and kind of oh, just sick. like been like following them since so no nah, I'm kind of excited about Austin FC because it's like the first ever professional sports team to hit Austin so like people are gonna go crazy for that shit and it's Dude. kind of like yeah. MLS and Austin is like kind of a good mix because Austin is kind of like that like I don't know like. Just like snob, I feel like MLS could be like a sport that snobs can get into because they think they're better because they root for the MLS team, you know? Yeah, you know, I could see it. I don't like know. That, I, I could just like see that granola white guy. Town. Yeah, no, you for know, sure. It's like I prefer football. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, football. The real football. I would football. never see. Uh, I could never see Austin as like a football or basketball town, really. See, but, I almost said that, but then UT, like, they're crazy about UT. But you're UT right. I think that's a different state, vibe, too. though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the, that's almost like the entire state of Texas because so much history is rooted into the University of Texas. Dude, even but, people that didn't go to UT or have any affiliation with UT root for them, bro. That's true. It's an Austin thing. So maybe maybe they could host an NFL team, but I don't know. I don't maybe know if they're would, big enough. Maybe What's the population? NFL, it's in the millions. I know I it's at least a million. Okay, so maybe you could host it. It'd be a small market team for sure. Yeah. But yeah, probably in the future. This is probably like 40 years off, honestly. Way down the road. <laughs> yeah. well, when the I, was just, I was just thinking about it the other day. I mean, I know this is baseball. It's a little bit different. But like California, they have five teams. Ridiculous. 
right? It's like the Padres, the A's, um, what's it called? The Dodgers, the Giants, the Angels. That's five. Yeah. Five, yeah. Yeah. Like why why do um, they get like that's literally like twenty percent of the league almost. Well, one, California has a lot of big cities that baseball can market to, and two, because the weather's so nice. And baseball is played outside, so that yeah. has a lot to do with it. Okay, I didn't even think so about like, that, actually. It's not that California has five teams. It's that here in the city, now I don't have to drive three hours from – or I don't have to drive two and a half hours from San Diego to L.A. to catch you know, one of those games. I can just stay in San Diego and go to our games all the time in this nice, beautiful San Diego weather. It's kind of kind of the deal. Well, do you think uh, more teams are going to move towards like the dome trend, kind of how the Rangers did? Because it makes we'll sense for Texas. It made a lot of it's sense. For so Texas. It's just so hot. Yeah. And I mean, we were kind of late on that, honestly, for because like all, all of our NFL or football stadiums and shit, they're they're all doomed. Yeah. So the Rangers were kind of late on that. So I don't I don't know. Maybe, but like I don't know. So most of the time in California, like the weather's so nice. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, it's perfect, bro. And a lot of places. And, like, when baseball is in the de- dead middle of summer, like, honestly, in my opinion, there's nothing better than sitting outside and watching a baseball game, especially if it's only, like, 78 degrees. No, yeah, I went to, like, I went to a Rangers game not too long ago with my girlfriend, and I was kind of, I brought my hat and sunglasses and everything. She was like, why would you, why would it be open? Like, it's hot outside. And I'm like, because it's baseball. What do you mean? Like, yeah. I want it to be outside. She's like, do you want it to be open? I'm like, yes. Come on. It's a like, one o'clock game on a Sunday. Yeah. This is this is what it's, what baseball is. Yeah. I mean, like, it would also get to, like, what, 140 or something like that on the fucking field? Like, 120? Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't even know. Old, it's some old bad. ballpark. It was something oh, yeah, in the old remember. ballpark? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I do remember hearing something like I that. I remember – being in sitting close to home plate in day games in the middle of summer and it just being like miserably hot but i was all about it because i was like you know a little sports freak and like love being as close close as possible could but i kind of get it like it is ridiculous to be in that heat especially if you're a player and you have to play in that for most of the season like you're gonna get sick of it no oh one thing i kind of discovered recently about the rangers the new ballpark at least is uh dude they have so many like secret little all you can eat sections or like all you can drink like where they literally serve you throughout the whole game and like some of them are even like on the floor level like on the field it's oh, and they're yeah. not even that expensive like they're really not that expensive it's totally worth it there's some shit in like the right and left field walls yeah i know like the underneath the big ass screen that those upper levels those are all all you can eat sections yeah which, but like, I want to go whenever I, I still got, what is it now? What's today? The 30th. I got 26 days until I'm 21. Wait, is there a, is there a 31st in June? Yeah. Okay. Well then, yeah, I got uh 26 days till I'm 21. So as soon as that happens, I want to go wait. to the all you can June? section. Yeah. Today's June. the last day of June. Sorry. There's only 30. Yeah. So if there's 30, okay, well then no, 25. Okay. Cause it's on the 25th, but anyway. Then I want to go to them all you can drink sections uh, at the stadium and just get, get served. Yeah, just get smacked during the game. That'd make Dude. it so much better. Then ballpark beers will hit you. Dude, I know. It makes and anytime I'm at a baseball game, just like in like the normal seating in the outfield or something, 
and I don't have a beer in my hand, even if it, it could be like 12 o'clock in the afternoon, being in a baseball wrong. game just gives me, yeah, I just have an urge. I need a beer in my hand. Yeah. It, it, that's just the way it is. Bro, I ordered, uh, you know, the beers at fucking Texas Live are 15 bucks. No. Swear to God. Oh my God. Last time I went there, I ordered, because we went to the game, me and my buddy, that's an Astros fan, lives in Houston, and then my roommate, after the game, we were like, here, let's just stop, have a beer, wait for the rain to clear out, and sure enough, man, I got my, I got, she gave me back the receipt, three Dos Equis, 45 bucks. Just like a normal bottle of Dos Equis? No, it was, it was on tap. Okay, okay, that's at least, that's better at least. I mean, like, not really, but like, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, $1 tip. Um, <laughs> it's like, I, I looked at my friends, I was like, I'm gonna need you to on me for these guys. Uh, oh, that's damn 15. What that's are the other fucking, drinks then? That's a crime. I don't even, I don't even want to know. I remember yeah, I thought about going to Texas Live too, like, that'd be kind of fun. I feel like I remember I went opening day of 2020, like during COVID. We went, me and my friends went, and we were ordering tequila shots. and I don't. I got really drunk, so I don't know how much we had to drink. I just remember that I spent sixty bucks. <laughs> and damn, but I, I, yeah, fifteen bucks, dude. Holy fuck, that's definitely not not worth it for one beer. Well, no. I mean, I guess when in Rome, you know, if you're, if you're I mean, there. like, yeah. Plus, usually, like, if you're at the ballpark, you're kind of in that mood where, you're like, I'm gonna spend some money today. So you are for sure. Yeah, because yeah, it that's just how it goes. Like. You're going to spend $6 for... Uh, yeah, 15 bucks on a burger. I don't know about that. Dude, I, I don't know. 15 bucks, though, you can get a fucking 12-pack for that shit. Well, yeah, not at... You know yeah, what I, I mean? was going to say at a gas station, but not still, at Rangers Ballpark. But still, like, goddamn. It is a ripoff for sure. <laughs> it is It is a little much, but they're getting away with it, and they're killing it. They are. This is such a cool place, too. It is, I, I love the new stadium. Everything about it is pretty sick. Well, the stadium beers are only like ten bucks. Yeah, they're not terrible. Still, and like the ten dollar ones were high, tall drafts because I got beers on draft there. I oh, okay, I got once a Carbach and Sons, Houston Brewery. Carbach and Sons. Carbach and Sons, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Or just or Carbach. It's just Carbach. But uh, yeah, I just anyway. got Michelob every time I've gone. Good shit, Michelob. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm a big like. Um. I, I like to try a bunch of different beers and a whole bunch. Of oh, like you're one of those guys. Are you? Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> I've got. I know too. And the older I get to, the more I've gotten IPAs, and I'm like, I'm just this fucking close away uh, from being like the most basic white dude. Yeah, like you're I, gonna pull up to a barbecue with like a just be like somebody's gonna tell you to bring beer, and you're gonna be like, yeah, well, I know I only brought a six pack, but these are like twenty percent BVA IPAs, and like yeah. it'll be good for everybody. <laughs> Probably, dude. You're it's probably a worse when I move to Austin. You know what I mean? Like, just oh, all those tendencies. Are there's a lot of breweries in Austin, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I had one yeah. called an Electric Jellyfish. It's fucking dope. Hazy that IPA. sounds good. That's oh, a good so name. Good. Yeah, I had it on draft, too. It was just so much better on on draft. It's oh, like, I agree. Yeah. It's like sex without the condom. It's <laughs> a good way to put it, honestly. Yeah. I need to get more into, like, trying, you know, craft beers and those local kind of things. Well, I got it. One of the reasons why I got really big into it is because I had a, a beer wall was making a beer wall, like my junior year. And so I didn't want to have just like one of those, like 
like basic frat beer walls where it was just like keystone and natty natty so i was like here like let's try a bunch of beers and put each one on the wall and so like anytime i saw a beer at fucking albertson's i hadn't seen before i just pick it up and then i got like a really dope beer wall that's a good way too i mean then you really know like what you like what you don't like oh yeah and it turns out i like all of it (laughs) i was just about to say i mean honestly every time i try something there's very few that I just truly dislike. I don't like IPAs though. I will say that IPAs Dude, are a bit strong for me. I, I used to not either, but like I got really big into them. All right, yeah. I'm not like big, but like the more and more, like I've gotten warmed up to almost like beer for the first time. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because I yeah. remember even my freshman year of college, I used to hate. I used to be like the biggest pussy about beer. I'd be like, no, dude, give me the White Claw, bro. I don't want to drink this shit. Uh, so, yeah, I got into it and, like. Probably like high school because we were just like my best friend was like we're getting fucking Keystone. I'm like, all right, let's do it. All right, let's. Do yeah, I would always just go for mixies. Mixies, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. when he's like, hey, my mom's buying a beer, we don't have to pay for it, so we're getting drunk tonight, and it's Keystone. Like, there's not much. That's yeah. You gotta just take. Fair what you enough. Do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, but hey, well, whenever I joined a fraternity, though, that uh, that definitely changed, turned around. <laughs> It gets, I mean, like, because now I can drink a beer, I don't know, with breakfast and enjoy day, it. Day drinking really helps getting, yeah, used to like beer. darties and stuff. I think the first time I really like was like, holy fuck, beer's amazing, it was just in the dead ass heat of summer and it was ice cold. Oh, yeah. That's when like, I knew it's crisp, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, Nothing. I used to always laugh at like commercials and stuff. It's like no, that shit's it's real. So re- it's so refreshing, and I'm like, how how is beer refreshing? But now no. I know, bro. It's that now shit's real. It's as real as it gets. Exactly. <laughs> Just oh. took a little bit of age and maturity. All right, so let's go to the NBA playoffs. Yeah, wait, uh, wait. Before we talk about NBA, did you oh. see? Uh, oh right. Yeah, I wanted to friends. talk about this a little bit. Did you see uh, the Tour de France sign collapse? Did you see the video of it? Yeah, bro fucking ridiculous so for those that are listening that don't know the tour de france is going on right now i'm not going to act like i know jack shit about cycling because i don't but i know it's a big deal and basically this lady was on the side of the road with a sign i don't know exactly what the sign was saying but all you need to know is the sign was blocking the road and literally one of the bikers who was in like the front of the pack ran straight into the sign flipped over his bike caused like a massive pile up on the road i'm talking like over 50 bikers were crashed like some people's bikes got broken it was it was a mess but (laughs) apparently bro this lady went on the run like she was out of there not she escaped france yeah (laughs) she left france bro um could you imagine being that person though well, because they want to sue her too, right? They they're going to. They arrested her now. I think it was this morning, actually. Oh, they, they got her. her. Yeah, they found her. Ladies and, and gentlemen. Yeah, they plan on. A... <laughs> oh wait, yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. Sorry, I kind of cut yeah. that off. My bad. Uh, you're good. No, but yeah. they're trying to sue her now. So, like, as an example for other fans to not do shit like that. Yeah, I mean, like that seems like a little much to like arrest her and like sue her, but. I guess did she cause any injuries, like any like real injuries? I I don't know for sure on that, but looking at that pile up, I would not be surprised if it if at least one biker got injured, couple ligaments or like yeah, maybe like, like a little something. I mean, how 
I mean, were they going fast? I only saw like a short clip. They were going pretty fast, dude. They were going pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. It looked it like on. it was it was fast enough to where like brushing against a cardboard sign like completely uh, made it topple over. Them up. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, Man. if you think about it, he may have been like if it was a mountain bike or something, he may have been able to like push through it and stay on. But it's like these cycle bikes that are like literally paper thin wheels. It's I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forget they have those fucking I heard mountain bikes, so like I, I forget that the road bikes just have like the little tiny little thing. Thin yeah. wheels. Dude, they're even like smaller than road bikes. They're yeah. truly like yeah, no, they're, they're crazy. Really, they're solid too. It's almost they're almost like thinner than the fucking Peloton. <laughs> yeah. Or the the spin. Or the Pelotons have the spin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay. The Pel- it's like the new fancy one with all that shit in it. Yeah, my mom has one. It's, it's I, I haven't used it since I've been home, though. They look dope. I, I don't know. They look cool. <laughs> They're like a $3,000 coat rack. Honestly. Shit. It's kind of like one, also those like mirrors. Have you seen those mirrors that are like a workout buddy? Those look sick. That, those look really cool, bro. I want one of those. Yeah, I want one, but like, I don't know. I like going to the gym too much. Fair enough. See, I'm, I'm a lazy bitch. Yeah, but so oh, hey. Mississippi State just won the national championship. Yep, I just got that. Don't. Damn. All right, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about NC State. Yeah, but yeah, um, why the fuck? I I just don't understand what this whole thing. Like, I'm surprised this has never happened before, because I guess I just don't watch Tour de France ever. But why is there no gates blocking it? You know. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, even if it didn't happen, like, how do they not know that people are crazy and they're going to try and, like, I don't know, do whatever they want because they can? Yeah, like, I'm surprised somebody hasn't, like, literally just ran out in front of the bike path and been, like, fucking hit me. Like, you know? Well, if the Tour de France was in America, then that would probably have happened already. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe, maybe, like, Maybe like France and like Europe is just more respectful of the sport. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, in general, I feel like European fans are more. Actually, <laughs> I was going to say soccer fans. Are, <laughs> yeah, soccer fans. Soccer are pretty fans bad. are nuts, dude. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, I, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say they call us crazy, but like I don't know, dude. Yeah, with like all these riots and shit recently, it's it's tough to tell. Uh, but like just looking whenever I was like reading up on uh, the lady fleeing and everything like that, I never realized how intense the Tour de France really is, bro. It's 2,121 miles. That's fucking insane of just yeah. biking, bro. Yeah. These dudes assholes have got to be sore. Dude, like, that's why, like That's why everyone felt like um What's his name? Lance Armstrong's ball cancer was like legit at first just because it was from fucking bumping. Everyone was like, oh, it's probably from riding a bike for, you know, 100,000 miles because he's, but it was actually because of the steroids. But, you know, (laughs) it's, yeah, it it sucks. And have you seen like bikers' legs, bro, when they like get like after a race? Uh uh. It's crazy. Like their veins are like popping out like really bad. They're like the size of, you know, rocks. It's 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 weird, man. 
Dude, I bet like kind of like we talked about it last week, uh, runner's high. Mm-hmm. I bet they get that same thing. You know what I mean? They just get like to a point where their legs are just churning at a certain pace. I don't fucking know what goes through those guys' minds because they go uphill and they don't just go uphill. They'll go uphill for miles. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and fast I've, too. Like they keep the same pace. Yeah. And I don't get that because like going uphill on a, just like a fucking 500 foot hill, I'm like, oh shit, that sucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even because on a mountain bike. Yeah, even on a mountain bike, exactly. I I don't know. I those they're just a different breed. And do they get water breaks or anything? How yeah, they'll stop work? a lot. Okay, that makes sense. No, and they can only go for like. I think they have to stop at checkpoints. I'm pretty sure. It's yeah. There's legs of it. Like today, yeah. I think is the fourth leg. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really know how that works exactly, but it's pretty intricate. I don't know how those sports make money either. Yeah, me neither. Actually, I would say, I mean, there's I would say advertising. Yeah, like advertising sponsorships. But like, how many people really watch the Tour de France on TV? Yeah, like, that's where the money would come from, right? Is like the viewership. But I don't, because <laughs> I don't really know anybody that looks forward to it every year. They're like, oh yeah, it's Tour de France time, and like, that's the the Tour de France is the only one that I know of. Apparently, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot, but like. There's, I mean, I know there's a lot of amateur bikers, like mm-hmm. the, that's a big thing. Like they'll pay. Like have you ever seen that movie, um, Icarus? No, but I've heard of it. Scandal. Oh, it's, well, the first half of it is about him being an amateur biker or cyclist, okay. and they'll pay to like be a part of these big races. Um, but like the professionals, they don't pay. Like they get everything paid for them, and they're world class athletes, I guess, and they they're life has to be devoted to be able to compete in these events. Like, I really don't know how they make any money because like, first of all, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. So I, I mean, guess, I mean, it almost be like if they're like minor league baseball players where they have to have like a, their job and this is like their hobby almost. Yeah. I could see that. Cause I mean, other than Lance Armstrong, have you ever heard of a cyclist? Fucking no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like it has to be something kind of like the minor leagues because, you know, I don't know exactly how many athletes are racing in each Tour de France, but so sh- there's a bunch. It looked like 300 or something like that, you know? I don't know. And it's it, I'd be hard-pressed to believe if, like, a guy I worked with in my office was just like, yeah, I'm gonna go, I need this two weeks off because I'm going to go compete in the Tour de France. Be like, motherfucker, what? <laughs> you bet your pa- ass you are. Yeah. Like, what? You're a paper salesman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, more power to, I can't, I don't know. There's just a lot of sports where I'm just like, how does this make money? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, it's whatever. Yeah. It, it did inspire me though for uh, my, would you rather question this week is, uh, would you rather be the lady that held the sign at the tour de France and caused the crash? Or would you rather be the Denver nuggets fan that got his ass beat by the Suns and Four guy. <laughs> and I'd rather went, be like, that viral. I'd rather be the lady. Really? 100%. 100%. Why? Because the guy that got his ass beat by the Suns and Four dude was a douchebag. Yeah, okay, you're right. But, like, the whole world was after this lady, basically. <laughs> yeah, but at least I can, like, look at the lady and be like, that's kind of funny. But, like, the dude... I'm just like, you're just a clown. 
What do you Maybe. remember what he was saying like to start the fight or anything? I I remember it was just like shit talking and then but the th- the part about it was sus is that the dudes like after the fight went on like Instagram live when was like trying to like spin zone it to like saying that they like didn't really get their ass beat or like um, and then he like went on to like, didn't he have like a formal interview and like posted it to Twitter or some shit? Yeah, I yeah. did see that. See, like, I'm not about that. I'd rather Whoa. be the lady. Uh, the lady's trying to get away from this clout that she got. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's trying to run away from the feds. But this Bro, dude's but like, I don't know. Leaning in about how he got his ass beat and like, fuck that. That's basically choosing to either run from the feds or get roasted on social media for getting your ass beat. I don't know. That's that's a tough choice. Well, you're like that interview though that he posted. That was the dumbest shit I've ever seen, bro. He was like trying to say, yeah, bro. He didn't even he didn't even really clip me. Like he got me with one good punch, and that was it, bro. Like that was. It's like, bro, what are you talking about? No, Can you not see the you. video? <laughs> he literally was like grabbing you, boom, boom, and then talking to somebody else while holding you, and then just fucking goes back to it. Yeah. Nah, well, I mean, like you said, I think that running away from the feds or trying to be getting trolled by the entire internet, that's like one of the same these days. So I guess I could pick your that. poison. I don't know. I would just feel so guilty if that was me with the sign crash. I just could not live with myself knowing I caused that. It's kind of funny, though. It is kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, like, from, you know, a spectator's perspective, it's funny. All right. Um, would you rather be stuck in an interview with a star athlete who doesn't want to be there, like a post-game um, playoff loss, and they're not having it? Okay. Or have the interview, greatest interview, like super dope of the sport, but it's a bowler? <laughs> okay. I think uh, I think that depends. What's like the caliber of the athlete that's bored in the interview? Um, like your Kevin Durant of the world. Okay. Or like, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes after he lost, Cam Newton after he lost the Super Bowl type shit. Okay. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, well, in my, uh, journalism experiences, you know, in school and stuff, I've, I've had a fair share of interviews where I could definitely tell the person doesn't want to be there. And... It's not a good feeling because you it kind of throws like your whole interview process off. You don't know exactly what to ask, like because you don't feel comfortable because they obviously don't feel comfortable. So honestly, I'd probably go with the bowler. I the mean, bowler? yeah, because who is it? The greatest bowler of all time is that. Uh, who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. I would love to interview that guy. So in that sense, I would go with the like an irrelevant sport like bowling. Uh, cause it, it does suck whenever, like, they just don't want to talk to you. Like Gary gets, Gary Patterson gets like that, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. After I, a loss, I'm, I've literally been in like five or six interviews with Gary and I've asked him one question. Cause I'm just so nervous every time. <laughs> cause he's mad whenever we lose. Oh man. Yeah, that's true. And plus too, if you have like a really good interview too, and if you, there's like a clip that can go viral, that's just as helpful for your career as interviewing a star that just doesn't want to fucking be there. No, yeah, exactly. If you have a killer interview, yeah, for sure. So that's a good, that's a good one. All right, hold on, wait, 
Before we do playoffs, we have a comment on TikTok. This guy says, hey, bro, do you think I will make my baseball team? Hell yeah, I think you're going to make your baseball team. You can do it. Whatever you set your mind to, you can do it, bro. But first, you should uh, go to Twitch and uh, watch the stream. Jesus loves you. Another comment. Okay, yeah. Anyway, enough about the comments. Let's <laughs> <laughs> right. say we're done here. Yeah, we're done with the comments. Let's go on to some playoff talk. All right. The Hawks. Are they legit? Do Dude, they have a chance? Can they do it? The Bucks are just so inconsistent. They are. It's crazy. So I, I don't understand. I just – I don't get them. And then Giannis got hurt now. I mean, like, this playoffs has just gotten weirder and weirder. And it's almost like <laughs> there's so many injuries. Like, I was gassing up these playoffs last week. But, like, now – if more superstars gets hurt, then these playoffs suck. <laughs> Dude, it does, bro. I mean, like, if you think about it, like, who all? Like, Kawhi Leonard was out. Um, James Harden missed time. Three out of the four teams left right now have their best player missing time. Yeah. That's actually crazy. Suns have the best chance. I mean, yeah. we've said it before. Suns have the best chance. I mean, like, four out of the four, of, or each team in the last four of their guy has missed time in in the you know in the conference finals. If you think Chris Paul is the Suns' best player, well, I was just about to say actually, yeah, yeah. like the Suns haven't even gone completely unscathed. Yeah, Chris Paul's been out, but that wasn't for an injury. That was just because of COVID protocols. Yeah, but he's vaccinated too. I don't know what was going on there. I don't. I don't either. But league's gonna do what the league wants to do. But my main question with the Hawks series is, yeah, they've both both teams have been super inconsistent in general. Because, like, even whenever they had Trey Young in game two, they got their ass fucking pummeled by, they like, 30-plus. Yeah, it wasn't even a competition. But then last night, they don't have Trey Young, and they won by what, like, 22? They I, I don't I don't understand. Be. Yeah, I literally don't understand. So now, though, if Trey Young doesn't play, because I don't know exactly how severe the injury is because he still listed as questionable, but if Trey Young doesn't play – can the Hawks still win the series? Dude, I feel like anything I say, like, it's just going to come back to bite us. Yeah. Like, remember what we said about the last play rounds of the last round of playoff series is that literally each three predictions that we made about three separate, you know, things that was going on were dead ass wrong. And it had yeah. to deal with injuries. Yeah, dude, predictions this playoff have been kind of tough. It's, it's been, been a weird playoff, but it's been entertaining. I've loved it. It's been awesome. It's been it's been good. It's been a nice change of pace. I will yeah. say that. But sometimes the the injuries have gotten a little much. You know what's so. kind of like poetic justice is that you know the NBA has been in this realm of super teams and like clear champions. You know, like the Lakers on the West, the Nets on the East. I mean, obviously the Lakers didn't work out. But in general, the super teams where superstars come together. And then now we may have an NBA Finals with two non-super teams. It, like it could be the Suns and the Hawks, which nobody really thought of as one of the top dogs coming into the, you know, at the preseason and yeah. stuff like that, which that would be awesome. It's it's kind of, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Poetic justice? Like, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty ironic. Plus two, like, I mean, the Bucks aren't a super team. Like they're they're centered around Giannis and um the Sun I mean like the Clippers are a super team technically, but like without Kawhi, they're not. You know what I mean? You're right. So if they make yeah. it if they make it to the finals and they still don't have a Kawhi, 
that's their I wouldn't say that they're a super team in the in the finals. I mean, if they did, it's a different story, but you know. No, you're know. right. It's yeah. Just, it's just it's weird and I like it, but like it just feels so weird because we've had it one way for, you know, pretty much this past decade. Yeah, no, exactly. Pretty and much. Wait, go ahead. I was about since LeBron's been in my since LeBron went to Miami, it's been super teams. I think it more so started when KD went to Golden State. That's when it got like, like unnoticeably well, that's, bad. That's when it got like blown out of proportion. But it, yeah, LeBron like the Heat really kicked off the super team era. You're right. Yeah, they made it like kind of known in the media per se that like this is a thing. You know, like yeah. I want to go play with Dwayne Wade. Kind of thing. Yeah, I, I get that. But on the Clippers, they I'm surprised how well they've been playing without Kawhi. I really did not think Paul George was capable of this. But these last few games, he's put the team on his back. He's he's played well. And I'm very surprised, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, like, <clears throat> he goes in and out. If he strings together more consistent games, then yeah. But, like, I don't know. He had the game two debacle. Um, I'm not really sure how well he played. I don't think he, he was kind of a no-show in game three or game four. Yeah, yeah, um, he still has been a bit inconsistent, but then he's been dropping like 39 point games. Like, yeah, I mean, game five, he dropped what 41? So, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. He broke 40. I mean, I'll tell you who's insane too is like Reggie Jackson right now. Reggie I mean, Jackson, there's, Terrence there's five Mann. minutes left in that game five. I was like, this is still a game. And then Reggie Jackson hit that three and then hit that dunk. And I'm like, that's game. Yeah, no, he put the dagger on it. Yeah. Yeah. They have good role players too. So it's like th- their role players are actually playing up to the level that they should be. You know what I mean? Whereas like the Mavs superstar duo, whenever one wasn't there, even though Chris Tapps was there, he wasn't there. The role players didn't really step up. The, the Clippers have done like the exact opposite kind of. Maybe that's going to be the new thing is that instead of going with three guys and sacrificing all your depth, you go with two guys, two superstars and still have some depth. That might yeah. be the new that might be the new thing going forward. I would I that's see that makes more sense to me too and it makes would, the league a bit more competitive. And that would make it more like I don't know. It should be more super teams I guess too. So then it wouldn't necessarily be the super team area te- super team era would just be like a a different form of the superstar era. Yeah, it'd be more spread out too. Spread the love. Yeah, I I can I could deal with duos. I can live well, with that. So Especially if, uh, if Dame went to Dallas. Yeah, I like duos a lot more than I like tre- you know big threes and stuff. Dame at Dallas. I'm rooting for that honestly. I'm not a Mavs fan. I'm a Luca fan though. I would love to see Dame in Dallas. Uh, yeah. Then they would just have to figure out their big man. They would need a big man for sure. We'd get one of those. Uh, yeah, but centers aren't as disposable as guards in the NBA. True. Um, but in general, though, with the Clippers, if they come, I don't think they're going to. Uh, I guess the game's going on right now. I don't know the score. But if they manage to pull it off and they win the series, is the era of playoff P and pandemic P, is that over? Can, should people finally stop joking about them? No, because <laughs> he's going to choke in the play in the finals. Okay, that's true. I guess you know we would still have another series to judge, but he's. But if he wins the finals, then like we all have to shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. 
that's very true. That's just how it has to be. But I don't until think then, gonna he's going to be, you know, the internet's punching bag, I think. Yeah, probably. Which is fun. I like it. You know, I like I it. I love it. Didn't like he give himself that nickname? P. Pandemic P? I think he did. No, not Pandemic P. The playoff P thing. Well, the playoff P he was uh, being serious about. Yeah. And it turned into a joke. Yeah. Well, because like he said it in an interview, right? The playoff P is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> it's turned into a big joke. Even like the broadcasters, like the like Ernie Smith and Shaq and them, like they they joke about it and stuff. And they've called a playoff P before. But uh also on the Clippers, did you see uh Stephen A. Smith? He had a take, it was on first take. He said that Tyron Lou is the best coach in the NBA right now, and it's not even close. Um what are your no. thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, I guess I will say that, like, it's kind of dawned on me since they've lost Kawhi. I'm like, oh, maybe Tyron Lu. Like, I thought he was just LeBron's lackey in Cleveland. And I guess that he wasn't was. the case. I guess he's just actually, like, a, a pretty good coach. And, I mean, like, I can't say that he's not because of how the team has performed since they've lost Kawhi. So, like, I, I wouldn't say he's the best, but, like, I don't know, you know. Probably, yeah, I wouldn't say he's terrible. Like I'd say he's a pretty good coach. He's probably in the top ten now. I would, yeah, I'd say top half. I don't know though. I wouldn't even put him in like top five, just because like when I think of the best coaches in the NBA, like automatically my mind goes to like the Greg Popovich, Pop. Steve Steve Kerr, even. And those those guys right now, those are that's the head coach and assistant coach for Team USA in the Olympics. So like. There's a reason they picked those guys, you know, for the coaching slots. True. And they've been around a lot longer, too. That's true. Had... Yeah. Tyron Lue's Ty... a bit newer to the head coaching realm. Ty Lue, he took a couple years off. He went to L.A., right? I mean, the Lakers, right? Uh, he was an assistant coach for yeah. the Clippers before he took over the head coaching. Oh, uh, okay. He was a... for the Clippers. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe Rick Carlisle, you could say, but I don't even know. I mean, Carlisle's up there. He is Carlisle's one of the better coaches. Yeah, for sure. You just, I would I say know. Eric Spolstra. Spolstra. Spols, Spols, he, he's like, I, I know I'm a bit biased as a Heat fan, but Spolstra is a really, really good coach. Like, he's done a lot for the Heat. No, yeah. That's what pretty much that whole, like, finals run last year was just like, oh, wow, we've definitely underappreciated Spolstra in the media. Yeah. Sure, music. It's also coach. crazy. He uh he started out in the Heat's mailroom as like a mailroom assistant, and then worked his way up to fucking head coach. It's pretty yeah, crazy. He's a he's definitely one of the more likable head coaches in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, it's it's honestly not that crazy because nowadays, like within the NBA, guys get chewed up and spit out all the time. Like you're going to be in a coaching position for only like two years. Yeah. Super disposable. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's, it's really like for to say that isn't like the most blasphemous thing I've ever heard. No, I, I agree. It's not. Eh. Whenever I first heard it, maybe he's saying in the playoffs when he's saying that. Cause like, you kind of forget that about all those other guys. Like, I mean, well, in elimination games, in elimination games, I think right now he has an eight and two record or something like that. 
That's ridiculous. So I get it in the playoffs, but like whenever I first, just the more we talk about it, the more I can kind of see like him being one of the better coaches. Not the best though, not at all the best. But like my first reaction to this was, oh my God, this is a freezing cold take. Like this is terrible. Stephen A. Smith should be fine for even thinking this. But when you break it down, he hasn't done terrible. I will say though, uh, in what was it, game two yeah game two where the suns won on that buzzer beater dunk that was bad coaching at the end of that the was game. bad yeah yeah well i mean you're gonna have mental lapses it's yeah of course yeah. Not to. but i don't know i mean he's gotten him this far and i think it's i think it's well, the clippers have gotten this far and i think a lot of it has to do with him I yeah say that. i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past him yeah he does seem like he's definitely had a lot bigger of a role with the Clippers than he ever did uh, when he was LeBron's pet in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was literally LeBron's bitch, dude. He would just yell at him like, Tyron, go sit down. I'm, I got to tell the team what to do. Dude, well, that's just LeBron, though. Yeah. Is he that enough. bad as, as he is with, with Vogel? I don't think so. They have a better relationship from what I've heard. Okay. I don't yeah. know. Just That's just what LeBron does, though. LeBron's the head coach, GM, and he's know, everything. Assistant to the regional manager and all that. <laughs> So, yeah, you can do whatever he wants, but no. So let's talk about Mississippi State beat Vanderbilt for the championship. They beat him um, handily too. Beat him nine to nothing. Scores. Nine to nothing. Jeez. And um, but NC State got they got raped. Yeah, there's literally, no way to say it. The NCAA bent them over, fucked them, sodomized them, castrated them. Every other fucked up word you can think of, the NCAA gaslighted them. Yeah, gaslight everything, <laughs> that's new, bro. That's a new buzzword for these days. <laughs> they did Damn. everything imaginable to NC State. They're like, ah, oh, just okay. To paint the picture, NC State was one of two unseeded teams in the College World Series. So, for context, that means they're an underdog, a you know, one of the bigger underdogs in the whole thing. But they were winning. They were dominating. They had already beaten Vanderbilt once. They had already beaten Stanford. They were in prime position to go to the World College World Series final, right? But then heading into their like semifinal game, I guess, you know, like if they win, they go on to the final. They had a bit of trouble with COVID. They had to play a game with 13 players, literally nine position players and four pitchers. And they lost that game three to one, which then set up a winner go home game against Vanderbilt where the winner would go to the College World Series final. The NCAA literally at like 2 a.m. in the middle of the night announces that because of a couple positive COVID tests, NC State was automatically disqualified from the tournament and Vanderbilt would take the spot in the final, which is just absolute bullshit. I can't believe they don't give a shit about their athletes. It's, it's one of the saddest things to happen in a while. Yeah, and then I want to say this too, is, and I know this has been repeated a lot, and I'm definitely farthest away from the first person to say this, but that is absolute bullshit how they bragged about the attendance record being broken, like literally as they're announcing that this isn't going to happen because of COVID. Like, I know for a fact that maybe not even half those fans were vaccinated, but they're all maskless, no social distancing or whatever. Yeah. So if you're going to like, if you're going to say the whole pretend to care about mental health or like COVID of all that, you clearly don't. Like, which yeah, is exactly. Like- and a lot of people argued, like, why don't they just postpone the game? Which that's 
that would make sense, right? Postpone the game, maybe retest the kids because two of the kids that tested positive were vaccinated. So, like, what if it was a false positive? I don't know. How many Feeling- lives were saved? How many yeah, lives were exactly. Like, you know, how many lives were even at risk, really? If, like, the team had bid together the whole time. And then whenever they were kicked out, there was a, a photo of them that went viral on the team, like, on the state. Fuck, I can't talk. On the field. Because they took a photo together as a team at 3 a.m. after the NCA announced the no contest. And so the team was all together then. Why is why is that okay? Because they like, I mean like it's obviously clearly not gonna murder them. They might just get, you know, they might get sleepy for a week, like what happened to me. And they're clearly a lot better and healthy than I am. And um it's like I don't know, I don't get it. Like they're not gonna they're gonna be fine. They're college athletes. Like they're literally the least effective demographic of COVID. So it just doesn't make any sense. It's just such a huge fuck up of a decision. It's almost like the NCAA was trying to seem woke by canceling yeah. it. And like, I, I don't know. And I hate using woke. I feel like. I get what you mean. So, I, yeah. But like, it's like they're trying to seem like, oh, we're doing, we're taking these measures to, you know, prevent the spread of COVID-19. But it's like, are you really, are you, do you really care? Cause you really just fucked over a group of, you know, a group of guys that were really trying to earn something and then couldn't do it. That had something that was completely out of their hands, especially if they got vaccinated as well. Cause it's just like, they took the steps to make sure that this didn't happen. Yeah. And you're still going to fuck them over. And it's just like, it just makes me so mad. No, exactly. Cause these kids, like, I mean, I hate to sound cheesy, but I mean like these kids worked so hard, like the whole season, they were having a hell of a year. They were playing the best baseball they had played all year at the perfect time. And then the NCAA literally just rips it away. Fuck you. Nope. It's like, it's honestly like um, the theme of entire COVID is that our age group has been the most fucked over by this, but also the least affected by the virus itself. Very true. We yeah. have lost. We have 100% undoubtedly like – Besides the people that lost loved ones, have been fucked over the most. Yeah, yeah, and, well, that, of course, yeah. And so, like, it's just I don't know. It makes me mad, but I have a lot of anger towards that right now. My senior, you know, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I just can't. I just can't believe this, honestly. Yeah, and then I saw. Um, it was pretty funny. Uh, one of the NC State players made a TikTok. He got really drunk. I assume he was slurring his words, kind of. But he was like, um man basically he's just like man the ncaa how could you guys do this <laughs> he's like i know i would have bet a million billion dollars that we would beat vanderbilt <laughs> and then he was saying um do you know who jack Leiter is yeah he's one of their top prospects yeah he's he's a pitcher for vanderbilt he's out Leiter, you know mlb legend he's his son and so um Basically, he was like, oh, ESPN, they're just going to suck Jack Leiter's dick. Oh, show Al Leiter on TV again. Ooh. And <laughs> it was so funny, bro. But I really believe I'm not the biggest baseball expert by any means, but I really believe NC State was playing out of their minds. They were going to win the whole thing. I, I can't believe this shit happened. I don't know. I mean, at least give them the chance to do it. Exactly. It's just the most, yeah. most tone deaf decision I've ever seen being made ever. Dude, it's like it's honestly not even the first time the NCAA has done shit like this, though. I remember 
a few weeks ago or not a few, like probably a few months ago, um, the NCAA women's golf championship, they go into like a regionals and then like a next round based on seating and stuff. But they literally came out before the competition even started and were like, yeah, so the course is not playable at a championship level. Therefore, the seeds one through six will automatically advance to the national championship stage. And like the seeds below them were like, what the fuck? Like we just came all the way out here. We earned a spot and you're just going to tell us we have to go home. And like, what are the odds proven by NC state in the college world series? What are the odds that like the top national seeds advance to the farthest stage every time? It doesn't happen. There's usually at least one underdog in there. So like, it's just so fucked. Like you said, it's a tone-deaf decision. I I don't I don't know, bro. The NCA really gives me a lot of headaches with some of their shit they do. Well, they're about to freaking probably crumble and fall when this um athletes making money business starts really kicking in. Yeah, the NIL. Oh, yeah, dude, that starts literally tomorrow. Yeah, yep. shit. Yep. Uh yeah, so I guess the NCA is now allowing collegiate athletes to profit off their name image and likeness which finally i mean shit you know ncaa game ncaa video games can happen i'm so ready uh, for that yeah i'm so hyped i've heard too uh, a lot of schools and athletes are working on like individual merchandise so like we may get some max duggan merch and stuff like that Yes, so that'll be yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Oh, so we can finally get like an actual like player's jersey that we have to custom buy. We can pick like a yes. Duggan jersey out of the bookstore instead of getting like or a, a basic Andy Dalton 14 jersey that doesn't even have his name on the back. Yeah, exactly. We can get yeah. names and you can I mean even past jerseys, like you know, if we want to buy a, a Duggan autograph, I think we can now. I'm not sure like the rules on autographs. But I know the NCAA used to be super strict on no autographs. So yeah, it would make huh. sense for well, it to be cool good. now, Better. like to be allowed now. Well, I'm just glad we're getting our video games back, honestly. That's, that's the I'm, main thing about this. That's, yeah, That's the most important part. So do you about. think like this is going to lead to college athletes being paid in general, though? Um, I want to say like it might give – I don't think it's really going to change anything because I think guys have been doing it under the table for forever. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to make it, it's going to make it more accessible and have to go through less hoops to do it. So making more guys will do it, but the guys that people are getting worried about like, Oh, recruiting and like giving advantage to player a over player B. um, I, I don't think, I think that's what's happening irregardless of the name image and likeness you know, mm-hmm. either for it or against it. So I don't think it's going to change a whole lot, but it's going to make, I think it's going to make things better for guys at lesser known schools because there's less like, you know, guys at big schools, people will come up to them as a business venture to get them to autograph a whole bunch of shit. Kind of like Johnny football was saying, like a guy came up to him at fucking Westgate and mm-hmm. was like come into this room and sign a whole bunch of shit and i'm gonna give you thirty thousand dollars okay well that doesn't happen at smaller schools necessarily but now they're going to be more able to do that but that was going to happen at the big schools over the group of five yeah. and shit either way you know what i mean i'm like, sure there's some shit that goes down at alabama oh, clemson absolutely yeah 100 
everything, dude. Like, I mean, you've seen it here. Like, every football player at TCU drives a fucking Camaro or, you know, or whatever yeah. whatever muscle car that they want. I wouldn't, pa- I wouldn't put it past us. I mean, considering we just got hit with some NCAA basketball probation. No, absolutely. Like, you know, and it's like and, – and TCU is by far and away the only school to do it. I mean, I've talked to – I got, you know, I'm sure you do as well, like friends all over the country that go to different schools talk about, you know, the different kind of bling and shit that the football players have. So, like, you know, they, they make fucking money. Like, they get a shit ton of money from boosters and all that. No, this is nothing new. College athletes get well paid. Now they can just make money off of doing it under, instead of under the table and, you know, doing it through the back door. Out in the open. They can be cool about it and not have to worry about, you know, getting caught. Well, in general, like they don't get paid a salary per se. They get a stipend. Yeah, every college athlete, at least at a major school, gets a stipend every semester. And past that stipend, they also get free tutoring. They get free room and board. They get free meals with like personalized chefs. Literally, like they have their own nutritionists and stuff. They get free clothes to wear they get free backpacks they get free school equipment so it's like they get treated like royalty on top of that yeah so it's like really like when we talk about should they get paid they really already get paid it's just they don't they don't have any spending money per se yeah and i mean like i don't know i mean because they get they get whatever they want like even the fucking you know third stringers like if they walk into a, a party that somebody's throwing and they go i'm on the football team People are gonna be like, "Yeah, come in, come yeah, drink." Oh, our, get this. Wait, bro, here's the fridge, bro. Yeah, or I'm sure you know Duggan probably doesn't pay for too many drinks out on Seventh Street. Oh, you know definitely I mean? not. Like, yeah, I don't know because every wonder, fucking drunk frat dude that sees Duggan is gonna go, "Duggan, let me buy you a fu- AMF." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, let's get let's let's drink it, Duggan. Yeah. yeah. So, like, honestly, like, really, they already get paid. They really do. I mean, it might have been different. 40, 50 years ago, but in For today's sure, age, yeah. in the past, you know, 10, 20 years, like guys are getting well compensated. That makes me wonder, uh, kind of just how difficult it is to go to a bar, like a college bar, you know, as like a big athlete like that, like Johnny Manziel, you know, I wonder how much he got hoarded anytime. Cause Johnny Manziel was a partier, you know, he liked yeah. to go out to bars. So just imagine <laughs> like every time you go out having everybody like, Oh my God, it's Johnny Manziel. You know? Well, Johnny Football loved it. It was a part of all of it. That's so true, usually yeah. if guys like to party, they like that aspect of it. That's true. Yeah, he he was one of those guys. He fucking ate it up. He's still living off of what he did in college. Nothing wrong with that because, like, <laughs> I mean, he did more in college than I'll ever, you know, accomplish in terms of, like, public spotlights. So, like, I'd probably want to live off that, too. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, plus if somebody offered me $30,000 to sign a few footballs – Yes, sir. I'm no, signing whatever you want. If you think about it, pro- Johnny Football probably had the greatest college experience of anyone to ever live. Because <laughs> he really did. He, he was a star of a fucking fo- the football team in the SEC, breaking records, winning the Heisman. On top of that, partying like a motherfucker, going out every single night, living it up on Westgate, which Westgate and AM is super fun. Northgate, so Northgate. North, Northgate. Well, I don't know why I said Westgate. Northgate, you're right. I've been to Northgate too. Um, living it up, up and down every night. Going to practice hungover. Tearing up Florida, tearing up Bama. Like, 
Then that's you, the, yeah, that's dude, that is the life. That is like you can't fucking. That's almost like an '80s movie. He's yeah, an '80s movie hero. Dude, they should make a movie about him. I would watch it. A Johnny Manziel, like yeah, that would be sick. And you yeah, could go, you could go dark with it too. You could be like, you know, lean on the struggles when he's in the NFL. I don't know. That would be a sick movie. No, because like there's there's a lot of struggles that he went through and stuff like that. They could yeah. totally make that into a movie. Like oh, have yeah. a bunch of emotional sides and everything. Yeah. Cause I mean, you gotta that just that lifestyle being like an icon like that has gotta go to your head. And he's even said it in interviews too, like that it kind of fucked him up a little bit. And that now oh, yeah. he's like kind of starting to realize it. But I would yeah, I don't know how I would handle all that. You know, I, I'm sure so I would probably change in some fashion. I'm sure he'll sell the rights to the story like that too. If somebody came up to him, oh yeah. So Johnny Manziel is all about his money, money Manziel baby. But um, cool. No, that's that's good though. I think it's I think it's the right move though. Right. Dude, these um, these TikTok comments are are interesting. Oh, we got. Let's see. We got your glasses make me feel young. Thank you. <laughs> DJ Wilson will be an X factor in the Bucks series. Don't okay. even know who that is. That's a controversial sports opinion. <laughs> Jason um, Kidd is better than Tim Duncan. All right, get out of here, bro. What? Get out oh, of here. This is good. We're having controversial sports opinions, and, and that's then, our next segment. And then one guy commented, do you like the LGBTQ twice? Yes, I support LGBTQ. <laughs> but interesting thing to comment on a TikTok live. He wants to know. He wants to know, and I mean, he I do. He needs the answers, and I have them. All right, let's let's get into some controversial sports takes. Yeah, let's do it. You so, found it. You found it. You go ahead and you know explain it. And everything. Yeah, basically, what I've been seeing a bunch of like Twitter posts and Reddit posts about like what your most unpopular controversial sports opinion is, and so news has been slow this week. We thought of making a new segment. I honestly think that this segment could go pretty well and get pretty good and we might bring it more in the future depending on yeah let's uh, uh let's go, go through let's just do a few of them maybe this time yeah i have a shit ton so yeah let's, i'll just kind of filter them out as i go okay so here's one i really like the nba goat debate is pointless okay i i thought that with it. I, I fuck, fuck with it. it, yeah. Like that is an a controversial opinion that I can one hundred percent get behind. Because like honestly, like the whole MJ versus LeBron thing, like I'll do it and I'll get into it. Oh, me too. But like if if it never happened again, or if I never got into another one, like I I wouldn't lose any sleep. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Yeah, because you know, on one end, we just kind of have to appreciate the greatness, like that they are both, you know. Once in a lifetime athletes, we may never see a career like theirs again. So, yeah, I fuck with that one. Yeah, NBA goat debate is pointless. I would, yeah, I would not lose sleep if we, if everybody just universally agreed that Jordan and LeBron are the best, and like that's that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't, um, I don't be fine with that. The Nike alternate jersey games are terrible, and we should go back to having the home team wear white. I agree with this. Is this for basketball, NBA, basketball? Yeah. Bro, the whole alternate jerseys, like the Bucks wearing blue the other night in the playoffs, like that was just weird. Or like, yeah, I remember when the Blazers or the Nuggets were wearing red against the Blazers. 
I'm gonna see. I'm gonna disagree because I like the flashiness of the jerseys. I just think they're. I don't think it yeah. matters. You know, like the home team wearing white. You know, away team wearing color jersey. It doesn't matter if like it's green versus red. Obviously, you're gonna know who's who. You well, know? actually, if you're colorblind. Okay, giant. fuck off, bro. But. <laughs> um, no, I just think that it kind of gets to a point where like, okay, maybe we should wear our normal uniforms because like the Suns have only worn alternates in the entire Western conference finals. Like they wore their Valley jerseys, which are sick and they all three are home games. So, so far, and it's kind of like, you're not going to wear your whites. Like, I don't know. I just kind of don't get it. Like I maybe mean, I, I get the it. Regular just... season. Yeah. Like whatever. Fuck it. Like it gets, it gets more people to like watch games. Cause you're like, Oh, we're wearing an alternate jersey tonight. I'm going to watch this game. But for the playoffs, it's kind of like, all right, maybe we should just wear the alternate jerseys at home once. Well, I mean, if you're if you're playing 2K, you know, if you're playing a video game, you're choosing your jerseys. Are you going to choose the basic home jersey? Or are you going to pick the one that's the cool jersey? You're going to pick the cool jersey. True. You're going to pick the cool jersey, but like, I don't the know. Player, the players like wearing them. The fans like them. I, I disagree with that. I think that Some we should have jerseys, whatever jersey you want, whenever. Some of them are bad, though. You're right. Some of them are bad. Like the Bucks, the blue Bucks jersey. I don't like that. Those are trash. They are and trash. Like, but they keep on rocking with them. Like the but the Suns ones, those are sick. Um, the are LA beautiful. Clippers ones, I'm pretty sure those are bad. I haven't liked ones that the Dallas, the any of the city jerseys that Dallas has had. Dude, um, those green and blue ones a while ago were true. Uh, fucking disgusting. atrocious. Yeah, who's I tried to like, that, bro? I tried to like get myself to be like, yeah, those are cool. And then I watched them on TV one time. I'm like, these are fucking awful. Yeah, they're pretty gross. And then we had white ones this year. I'm like, these are too basic. Like, why can't they look know. nice though? Yeah, yeah they look like Real Madrid, honestly. Yeah, they really do look like Real Madrid. All right. Um All right, yeah, what's next? Here, I'll skip these two. We go to this one. Steph and Dame have the same value to a team. Huh. Yeah. Never really thought about that. Yeah. That was that was de- that's that this one's decent. That is. Teeth. Because it's kind of like that's t- I think if you were to remove them, you would have to remove them from their current situations to really find that out because like yeah. Dame, if we talk about like most valuable player to their organization, Dame is like Top three, you know, Portland is nothing without Damian Lillard. So, whereas and, the Warriors without Steph would still have Clay, still have Draymond, James Wiseman. So I feel like, but Steph is Steph. You know, I can't. Steph just, is Steph. You're yeah, not gonna. Can't you can't disavow Steph. But that's something that you can. I. I mean, like obviously, like yeah, Steph. But like that's one of those sports takes where you kind of stop and you're like, huh? That's. You you're on to something. Yeah, you're thinking. You, you're thinking. Yeah, up and if honestly, if they came at, if like they backed us, because this was just in a tweet. If they backed it up with the right numbers in the right way, like this is one I could like kind of buy. Because you're still not saying that Dame is better than Steph. You're saying yeah. that they bring the same value as a player to their team, which like I could possibly get down with. Because Dame is no fucking slouch. No, I agree. I think the only well, they're both like this, though. I was going to say, like, neither one of them really, um, like, blatantly make their teammates around them better. You know what I mean? Like, they're not really 
floor managers, even though they're point guards. Yeah, they're no Chris Pauls. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That is an interesting take. I could get behind that though. I I, yeah. I fuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big Dame fan though. So that's true. I am too. Yeah. Um, Russ didn't deserve the 2017 MVP. That's cap. It's cap. Cap. cap the triple double season deserved it. You don't think that even though James Harden had more wins and all that, that's true. I, I think Russell Westbrook. The fact that he only has one MVP is more of a like a more of a controversial take than this. I think you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird because he's literally averaged triple double every season since then. And it's just kind of like he's gotten Ridiculous. like no recognition for it. So it's like it's become okay, the norm. That, yeah, it's like okay. So what is he doing right now? Is like is that insane and earth defyingly earth shattering like thing that is happening, or is this or is there some shallowness to this? Because literally, like nobody kind of talks about it. Yeah, that is interesting. So. If it's like kind of like the LeBron effect, you know? I mean, it's just become like LeBron does so good every single year that like MVP voters kind of expect that production out of him. So yeah, I but think it, people LeBron are starting still to kind gets, of get used to it. LeBron still gets votes. Like Russell doesn't get shit. Yeah. He doesn't even get love in the media as a good player. Well, it's, I think it also has to do with the fact that he's in Washington now. But even in, in like when he was in Houston, like it wasn't really like – Oh, well, he was shadowed by James Harden. Breaking shots in the playoffs is costing his team playoff series. Uh, That was such a – him going to Houston and teaming up with James Harden was such a terrible move. So stupid. It did not work out. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't stick with CP3. Yeah, it was one of the biggest failed experiments in recent NBA history, at least. But, yeah, Yeah. I I don't like that one. I think he definitely deserved the 2017 MVP. All right, that's pretty much all I have. I do want to say this one. Dirk is better than all time than D-Wade. I agree. Fuck uh, you. Dirk is fifth in scoring. Okay, well, I can't, like, pull out Dwayne Wade's all-time stats, but, like, that's also because <laughs> it's also because Dirk played more, probably. Okay, but I'm just saying. Okay, I love Dirk, <laughs> but I, Dwayne is my favorite player of all time. So, like, but Dirk is... Here's my here's my kind of controversial take. Dirk is better than Tim Duncan. Okay. Yeah. I think I think I'd ha- I'd rather have Dirk than Tim. Really? I mean I like it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I like it for sure. I just love Dirk. I mean, he's my favorite player growing up, Dallas fan. Yeah. So all that. All right. So here's some NFL ones. Um let's see. Russell Wilson throwing the ball at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl was not a stupid decision. Bro, what? It was just it was a good play call that was poorly executed. I disagree. You disagree? I highly disagree. See, some of the things that they said kind of made sense that maybe if they would have gotten instead of going with the special teamer, if they would have thrown it instead to the six foot five receiver that was having the game of his life at the time, which I'm assuming they're talking about Ricardo Lockett. Um then maybe it would have been a different th- different story. Um, so, Dude, I, you I had know. You have Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch, Lynch in the backfield, bro. Beast mode. He's, but, he's like the definition of a power back. You need one yard to win the Super Bowl. It, what what was the play? Was it third down? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it was fourth down, though. It wasn't fourth down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, even if they ran it and it doesn't work out, Spike the ball, 
or you know call timeout. I don't know. I forgot the exact situation they were in. They still. I mean, like they could have. I don't know. It's it's um. It's it's kind of like. It's a play call that's worked a lot in the end zone too, and if you if you watch a lot of football, like that pick play, it, it is go. It's a not a bad play, but it's a bad time to call the play. Like, I there's too much to risk. I don't know. Like if I called that play in Madden and threw a fucking pick, I would never let myself live it down. You know, like why Madden, did I not just run the ball? HB dive and you get eighty yards every time. Exactly. Yeah, but that's because Madden is a shitty game. Well, maybe Pete but, Carroll should, should take some notes from Madden. <laughs> okay, well, so are you saying that they should have passed it then? I'm saying that it's it gets a lot more shit than it probably deserves. It still deserves shit, but like I would say that this take has some merit. I I mean, I, you're right in the sense that it has some merit just because it's not a terrible play. Like it's a good play that has worked in the past, but I just I really can't see this play working in this scenario yeah i mean i don't know it's just this, it's controversial sports takes this comment says patriots players said that they had done that so many times during the regular season that they knew exactly what play was coming yeah they practice in in practice malcolm butler got burned on that play like eight times in a row or some shit oh really yeah like he got he got sclounced and then and then in game time he got it right yeah, no, I know I disagree with that one overall. Though. Okay, All right, what else we got though? Um, first year QBs should sit the bench no matter what. First year QB in the NFL, yeah, rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. I highly disagree with that. Yeah, um, I think there's times where there, you should sit in the year, like guys like Patrick Mahomes that are considered like projects. I think if Patrick Mahomes played his rookie year, he would definitely one he would not be the same guy. No, for sure. Yeah. He would not be the same guy. But some of those guys can step in and perform right away and be really good. So Justin Herbert did it last year. Yeah. So Joe, just to say that Joe Burrow did it before yeah. he got fucked. Yeah. Well, maybe that could go to your point because he got hurt. I don't know. Fucking no. Maybe. No. Well, you know, in the, like the scenarios, line. like the upcoming scenarios, like Trey Lance. You know, it totally makes sense to not start Trey Lance. Yeah, but, he's got to sit. Yeah. Exactly. And then also like other guys too, like Justin Fields. It makes sense to to sit him, but like just to to say that first year quarterbacks in general shouldn't start. There like there are some times where teams are literally so desperate for a quarterback that they have to start their rookie right away. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, wide receiver is the most overrated position in all of sports. This guy argues that. You just need guys to run their routes properly and a quarterback to go through their progressions in the right way. Argues that doubling the wide receiver, the best wide receiver, takes away the need for a guy. This is I wholeheartedly disagree with this because Exhibit A, take the Cowboys year um, where we didn't have a clear-cut number one guy and we went three and five and we traded for Amari, for Amari Cooper and then all of a sudden our season turned around after we got Amari yeah I I'm gonna disagree overall but I think there's some interesting aspects for this because I know it sounds a little bit far-fetched but the NFL widers the gloves that the wide receivers use are absolutely insanely sticky like insane I've seen videos of homeless people putting on these gloves and then catching it with one hand like bullet passes so like Mm -hmm. 
of course, those videos could be staged, but the gloves probably have some sort of effect. But and I don't know though, because like, if it's not the wide receiver, I guess what what other what position is it? You know, that's the most overrated. That's I don't a good know. Question. Yeah. That's a good question. Maybe I'd probably say running back because they're so disposable. Yeah, maybe you go with like pass rushers because some pass rushers get grossly overpaid just because they have one good season, but that's a lot of positions too. No, that's sure. a good point. Uh, I don't know though. You yeah, what's what do you he, think? Because like I, I kind of see where he's coming from on that. Like you mm-hmm. don't need a guy, and I try to you know you just need a unit or like a wide receiver by committee almost. And I really tried to talk myself into that when the Cowboys were going to have to do that thing where they had a bunch of solid guys but no like clear cut solid guy, mm-hmm. like number one superstar. And it just it just doesn't work out for some reason. You need the guy to be a focal point on the offense in your passing game because it helps take away and alleviate the pressure for your other role players to be better and not be focused on as much. Yeah, like a good example is the Ravens right now. Um, You know, Lamar Jackson is a premier quarterback. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the league right now, but they've kind of had that wide receiver by committee type vibe for the past couple seasons, which is a reason they've been one of the top rushing teams and not one of the top passing teams. Because, you know, and I think they figured it out this offseason. Like they made good draft picks. Uh, they traded for I forgot who it was they brought in. Didn't they get Bateman though? Yeah, they drafted Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, drafted okay. Bateman was a great pickup for them. Uh, but yeah, anyway, they they picked up a free agent too at the wide receiver position. But yeah, so in general, I don't know. That's tough to say. I wouldn't call it the most overrated. Sammy Watkins, I guess Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Sammy. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, and then QB favoritism and awards voting has gotten out of hand. I agree with this. I, I agree. I 100% agree. He was saying, the guy that said this said that Derrick Henry should have won the MVP last year. And that, um, and I kind of agree with this because I think the year that Rodgers got his second MVP, I thought that J.J. Watt should have won it that year. Because that was that year that J.J. Watt was like, I think he had like 19 sacks. He had those interceptions, like three touchdowns. And that was the year he caught a couple touchdowns as well. Yeah. And, like, the only thing was that why you didn't get more of it because they only won, like, nine, maybe ten games as a team. And Rodgers went, like, 13 games. So that was one of the reasons, I guess. That, but, that's another thing, too, with, like, awards voting is it kind of takes me off, like, how much the team's success affects it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not his fault that the Texans are a terrible organization. But at the same time, too, it's like, why are you going to give your most prestigious award for a guy who's on a shit team? Yeah. The only guy to break that mold and for any sport in recent years has been Mike Trout with the Angels. And that's because Mike Trout's unequivocally the best baseball player on the planet. Yeah, like ever, probably. Mm-hmm. So hmm. I I kind of agree with it. Some people say that we should just like a lot of like the NFL should just outright say the MVPs for the best quarterback. Um, no, dude, that's your quarterback. Stupid. Your quarterback is going to be your most viable guy on the team, no matter what. Like, yeah, but I mean, that's just how football works. Like, but, I mean, look yeah. at the Heisman, though. You know, look at the Heisman this last season. Mac Jones and Devontae Smith. None of Devontae Smith's stats were possible without Mac Jones. Yeah. Right. But Devontae Smith's season was just so incredible. So it's like, I wish the, and that was the first time the NCAA has, you know, given the award to a non-quarterback slash running back, I guess, in a while. 
but I wish the NFL would start kind of looking into it more like they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of already do. Like they give like the offensive player of the year to either like the best running back or wide receiver and then defensive player of the year to just whoever the best defense guy is, you know? And yeah. But I mean, that's, that's no MVP. It's no MVP, but like the last time a defensive player won an MVP was like, who was it? Was it Reggie Jackson? I'm going to look at, look that yeah, up. Yeah, look it up. It's either Reggie Jackson. I don't think it was either Lawrence Taylor, maybe. Yeah, okay. Well, my computer can't connect to the internet for some reason, so that's okay. cool. But um, that's about all I got for the controversial opinions. Yeah, I like that. We should uh, We should continue that. We can do it every once in a while. Yeah, like kind of if it's a slow week, kind of just talk about that. I like that. Because there's definitely a lot of controversial sports, controversial sports opinions out there. I can't believe that. The, the most bogus one on that list, though, that we just talked about was the Russell Wilson throwing the ball at the one-yard line was not a stupid decision. I think that was one of the all-time worst calls. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, that's just me, though. It's It's a blunder for sure. All right, let's hit uh let's hit love it or loathe it. Love it or loathe it. All righty. Um, do you do you want to go first or me? Where do you want to split it this time? I want to do I want to do I want to go last because I want to do this one thing at the end. Okay, cool. Because I really want to talk about this. All right. So for those that don't know, uh, love it or loathe it is a segment we do to end every episode. Uh, Elijah and I take turns firing rapid topics, rapid fire topics in sports world at each other. If we love it, we'll stop talking about it for a little bit. If we loathe it, we'll say that and then we'll move on to the next one and try and get through them quick. All right. I'm ready whenever. Okay. So KD and Scotty Pippen have beef on social media. I love this uh, because KD is an absolute social media clown I don't know exactly how this beef came to be, but I love seeing Kevin Durant be Kevin Durant <laughs> in the media. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, ace pitcher Sergio Romo strips during foreign substance check. I love this. Uh, so obviously the foreign substance checks uh, in the MLB, they just started a few days ago. And one of the Oakland A's pitchers, Sergio Romo, took it to the extreme. Uh, he showed his frustrations, you could say. Um, the fact that he had to do multiple substance checks throughout the game. And he literally, as the umpire was kind of coming over to look at him, he just takes his belt off, pulls down his pants, and he's like, what? What? <laughs> like, look at me. So, yeah, that, that was funny because the substance stuff is just extreme. Love that. Oh, man, they're getting mad. Uh, Jason Kidd named Mavericks next head coach Rick Carlisle's back in Indiana with the Pacers. I loathe this. I don't think this was the right move for the Mavericks. Um, I, I know it's he's a homer, you know, Jason Kidd, but I don't think he transitioned very well into the head coaching position. I will say one thing. Damon Lillard named Jason Kidd as one of the guys he wants to be his next head coach in Portland. That's true. That is maybe true. that'll help Dame come maybe, to Dallas. Maybe some foreshadowing. Maybe so. Um, Jalen Rose comments about Kevin Love being the token white guy on the USA Olympic team. What the fuck? 
Yeah, so I loathe this like a lot, but I want to talk about it because so Jalen Rose, I have a, I love I love all the content, I love all the shows he's on. I have a lot of respect for him as an analyst reporter, but this was terrible, like an abs all time terrible take. He literally was live and he said that the only reason Kevin Love got selected to this year's USA Olympic team is because he's white. Like, sure, I get it. Kevin Love didn't have the greatest season. Maybe he didn't deserve a spot. But to say that he only made it because the USA team needed one white guy is blasphemous. If you look at the past USA Olympic teams, there's been maybe two and a half white people in the last fucking four teams. So, like, where's this tokenness coming from? I I think it was a bit of a reach. Fucking ridiculous. But maybe it's just because I'm white, so... Uh I don't know, man. That's is bad. Yeah, I can't believe like ESPN didn't get on there, to me about that. Was there a, a white guy in the 2016, 2016 team? No, don't think so. Oh, then shut the fuck up. Yeah, wait. I'm gonna look that up. Basketball roster. Yeah, because I think it was 2016. God, I don't have fucking internet. Whatever. Just go to the next one. <laughs> okay, this is cool. Wisconsin quarterback Graham Merckx becomes the first collegiate athlete to trademark a self-branded logo. Too bad he sucks. I love this. Yeah, he sucks, but I love this because the NIL agreement is finally coming into play. We talked about it a little bit. College athletes are going to be able to profit off their name, image, and likeness. And this is the kind of stuff I'm excited to see. Graham, Graham Mertz, his logo is actually kind of cool. It's like a little G&M together. Looks like a little diamond. I don't know. But I'm expecting to see a lot more stuff like this, especially from the big name guys. Like, I bet if Trevor Lawrence was just now starting, then he would have had a huge lines of merchandise and everything. Uh, so I'm excited to see what this does for the next generation, especially if, like, you know, recruits like Quinn Ewers going to Ohio State. I bet that'll be a big guy for merchandise and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. It's cool. Yeah, 100%. All right. I agree. Okay, and then just to update on the whole um, 2016 roster, uh, there's no white guys unless you want to count Clay Thompson. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about, Jalen Rose? Like, uh, whatever. All right, moving on to you. First up, we got Demarius Thomas officially retires as a Bronco. I love this. Um, Darius Thomas was one of the top of the game at the time. Uh, There's a moment in time where you had to have him on your fantasy team. He was great to watch in his in the years in Peyton Manning's twilight years when he was really good, and then after that, much less so. But he means a lot to the Broncos organization, and I think I'll always remember the name Demaryius Thomas. And so it's kind of just kind of like, uh, like you know, him and him and Dez were you know two of the top paid wide receivers at the same time, and so it's kind of you know he he was one of the greats of that decade. Probably not a Hall of Famer though. Maybe on the brink, but I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. He he was good. Definitely a fantasy must. Um, mm-hmm. All right, next up we got Saints. Ramzak becomes highest paid right tackle in the league. Uh, loathe it. All right. Looking for him. We got Tanya Snyder becomes co-CEO of the Washington football team. I know you and your Washington. I'm excited <laughs> to hear this. Um, I love this. Um. <laughs> I think it was funny because they're trying to, you know, make a big deal about how like is the first female CEO of a football team. And it's like, dude, that's your wife. 
Um, so there's probably <laughs> some backdoor stuff going with that because nothing Dan Snyder get, does is in good faith. Yeah, literally nothing. All right. And then last up, I know you're excited for this one. I'm excited about this one. Well, really excited, actually. Just say the first part, and I'll give all the details. All right. An English sports better won $1.36 million on a parlay over the weekend. Okay. I love this. I love this so much. So I'm just going to give you some of the details. He wagered $15.50 to win this $1.36 million. Fuck yes. The odds were 90,396 to 1. <laughs> the legs of the bet were Croatia defeats Scotland in the Euro at plus 140. Another Euro bet for England to defeat the Czech Republic at minus 182. Steve Stricker to win the Bridgestone Senior Players Championship at plus 500. Kelly Norda to win the Women's PGA Championship at plus 1400. Victor Hovland, another golfer, to win the BMW International Open at plus 650. And here's the craziest one. Harris English to win the Travelers Championship at plus 3,500. And oh if you God. don't know anything about Harris English's Traveler Championship win, it took eight rounds, eight holes of a playoff for him to finally win the whole thing. Dude, no way. Swear to God. Imagine no. sweating out that last the playoff. No, and I just oh my god, I can't believe it. No, um, that's how much money that hair that English won to win the Travelers Championship. He won 1.3 million to win the Travelers Championship. Oh my god, bro! And so this better literally won more money by placing a bet, this crazy parlay. And the fact that he did it in golf bets, which is just absolutely nuts. I was just about to say, that's nuts. I can never pick a top 10 golfer, let alone a winner. I mean, yeah, it was only a $15 parlay, but if somebody asked me, what do you think of this bet? I'm like, congrats, you're shitting away $15. Yeah, exactly. You know, but oh my God, how, like, that's so sick. Dude, this is what sports betting dreams are made on. <laughs> it makes me wonder too, like, cause this is so awesome. Like what if like, um, a lot of the big sports betting companies kind of retaliate against this and put a cap on those big parlays. They have to now, right? Like, there's I don't, no way they want to pay this out again. They're mad. They gotta be like they, they've got to like be mad. Worst nightmare. They've got to be mad, but at the same time, bro, they're pulling in millions a day. Like that's true I, too. But and like, how often is a ninety thousand to one parlay gonna hit? You know, that's true. Because like this, this made news. You know, like it made the headlines and stuff. Yeah. So, so this either a scared the shit out of them. Or B, made them the happiest people in the world because it's literally the best advertisement that they ever got. True, true. I wonder how many people that are in where sports betting is legal that haven't done it yet has been like, oh, fuck. Like, I need to get in on that. I would have throw down 15 yeah, bucks on parlay. Yeah, and start throwing down, you know, fucking shitting away $500 a year or something that they would never would have before because they're trying to make a million dollars off of one bet, which is never probably never going to happen again. Yeah, exactly. No, but I love that. I think that's a Yeah, good cool for that shit. guy, bro. Yeah, cool. Yeah. He that's was remained anonymous, shit. but like that's king shit. Yeah, that's fucking like I wonder how big brain he must have felt when that shit hit. Just like because when I hit a single bet, I'm like, I'm a god. Like I'm I can foresee the future. If I hit any bet that's like plus odds, I feel like a genius. Yeah. But whenever it's a fucking parlay, oh my god, dude. That makes me want to go place a $15 yeah, parlay. Hitting, hitting $100 f- 
10 to win $100 parlays make me feel like, or 15 to, I feel like three 15 to win $100 parlays. And I feel like big fucking dick. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like a sharp. I'm a sports betting genius. Yeah, like fucking, I don't know. But this, it's just, it's just one of those things where nothing is bad about this. It's just put a smile on your face. Yeah, good for that guy. Makes me jealous, though. I wish that was me. I'm never going to bet on golf like that, though. Oh, God, no. Yeah, definitely not. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, next week, going to be talking NBA Finals for sure, which whatever matchup that may be. And then I'm hyped for this. Connor McGregor, Dustin Poirier is July 10th. So we definitely got to do something before that goes down because I'm going with McGregor all the way. Connor's winning really? this one. Yeah, Connor's really? winning this one. I mean, I'm going to root for him, but. I'm not gonna have any faith in him. I'm throwing a couple units on him. We'll see. Throwing a couple units on him. What are the odds? It's like almost even. Okay. Yeah, that's the only reason why. Because last time he was like minus 400 and lost. Yeah, I had him in a parlay, so that was good. Yeah, fuck that. But all right. right, Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back here same time, same place next week. And thank you to all the people on TikTok. We just started doing this last week, so. I'll be doing this every week on the gtdsports.com TikTok page. If you don't want to watch it on Twitch, don't want to watch it on YouTube, watch it on TikTok. You can basically listen anywhere now. All right. See you all next week.